the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's good. Um, I don't have a quote on hand. You, you could have done like, Yoshi. You know how to do that? Yoshi. Our friend, Miss Peyton McDuffie, she can like do the like most perfect Yoshi sound. Like the from looks, like, looks. like from Super Smash Brothers, like how he sounds. I don't know if he really makes that sound. And the, the game we're going to talk about today. Oh, um, well, if Peyton McDuffie was here, I would I would hand off to her and let her do it then, because I'm at a loss for words. I'm not sure what sound to make, because the show we're talking about today came out on Super... The, the game we're talking about today came out on Super Nintendo, which was before a lot of audio bites and clips. I could... I know what I could do. <laughs> That's a that's a good sound bite. Yeah, yeah so we'll like, go with that. That's that's original to Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario World. Ow! Yeah, that's what we're doing today. But but, but first, let's take a moment and thank all of our beautiful f- fans, our attractive l- fans, listeners. Have you ever met a more attractive listener base than what we've got? I I have not. No, nah, I haven't either. I look at other podcast listener base and I look at all the uggos and like people with like goiters coming out of their necks and I think ooh. It's like, you know, 1920s Carnivale freak show going on. But whereas our our people are all like GQ models and Abercrombie and Fitch cashiers who are also called models for some weird reason. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you guys are so good looking. And yeah. we're proud to have you listening to us right now. Your beautiful faces are taking the time off from facial scrubs and going out and doing fabulous things with other beautiful people. Getting pedicures. Pedicures, manicures, yes. um, massages. Facials. Waxing in the middle of your back. Um, Brazilians absolutely male and female and and trans i mean we you know we support all yeah you know we do everyone anyone who likes the 90s can listen to our podcast and uh, we're glad to have you guys so thank you so much for listening to super 90s brothers please remember to share our show uh we'd love it if you told your friends about us we'd really love it if you posted those five star reviews especially in itunes where you're sitting right on the precipice of our goal um, I think it's high time we bribe someone who is the luckiest, the lucky 20th reviewer. <laughs> I'm so tired of talking about how we need 20 reviews and uh, let's just, you know, we're there. We're almost there, but you know, just, just review us on well, iTunes. Well, let's just say this. If you are the 20th reviewer, we will do any topic you request. Even if we don't know it yet, we will research it and do it. Yes. But it has to be from the nineties. Yeah. A nineties topic. Like TV show. TV show, movie, movie, or video game. Yeah, we don't really do... We're not doing fads yet. Yeah, and don't be too fringe because nobody listens to those episodes. Yeah, like, we're not going to be talking about Blossom. Mm. Yeah. Well... Whoa! <laughs> uh, anyways. Whoa! I, I, there, I probably could have came up with a more, like... Blossom, would, Blossom wouldn't be that bad of a show because I would have a lot of fun talking shit about okay. it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm opening up something. That's something you can get on... Uh, that's something that's cool that you can get, you can now hear speaking, so well. Speaking of Blossom, I, I hate it when people tell me how smart that girl actually is. I'm like, um, I'm like who cares? Why is that relevant? You don't know her. Isn't she a, is she a mathematician? Something like that. Or is it's, that the girl from the Wonder Years? No, it's, it's I don't know her name. It's like Bialyanik or something. It's it's tough to say. Yes, it is. Abby, Abby knows her name very anyway, well. Anyway, I don't care how smart actors and actresses are. I don't care what their political views are. I just don't care. I don't know why people care so much about like who they're dating, what they name their kids, where they go on vacation. I think that's all so petty. What's not petty is sitting around in your room with broken leg talking about 90s stuff with your good friend, Brennan. That's right, Adam. Um, and yeah, it, review us and 
you know, mention how much better our podcast sounds right now. It's probably going to go back. We're going to go back a little bit. Adam's <laughs> going to be leaving Spokane. So, yeah, yeah. But we're going to be, we're going to still be trying to record at the same high quality that we have, but we probably won't have the same like chemistry that we're currently having. What we need to figure out is a way to see each other while we do it. That we, makes all the difference in the world. Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom. Something. Something. Yeah. We're, we're on it, Ooh, folks. Zoom. We, um, our listenership is thriving right now so we'd like to thank all of you who are listening we are killing our old records every time we release a new podcast which means our base is growing which means you're all getting that little notification that says super nice bros has a new episode and you're clicking it and i can't tell you how awesome that makes brennan and i feel absolutely and now we're going to be ahead of the game because we're actually recording a podcast that's before the day we actually need to release it i actually have like six days to uh edit this podcast Okay, don't take six days though, because if you take like one day, we well, may squeeze in another one. Well, that that's true, but I, I I'm going out of town, so. Oh right. Anyways, well, so let's get on with it. Our keep talking. Our show that we're doing today is one of the, probably the greatest '90s video games, if not one of the greatest video games of all time. Today, we're doing your favorite. Super Mario! Oh, oh my gosh, I get something stuck in my throat. You blew the title. <laughs> so we're doing Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Ow! Ow! Oh, that might be too loud. Sorry, it's too loud. Um, Ow! <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Super Super Mario World. Pretty awesome game. Uh, proud. Arguably the best pack-in video game of all time. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm. I, I don't know that... I guess Super Mario 64 would be the competition, right? If you're going to have, like... I'm sure there are people on that side of the fence. Super Mario uh, 64? Yeah, Super Mario yeah, World yeah. 64 or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean... Other than that, I, and those are like 1A, 1 and 1A, you know? Right. Yeah. So we uh, won't quibble over that. But we, we have reviewed Super Mario 64. For those of you new listeners, you can find it in our library. Pretty good episode, so go check that out if we, you are a Mario fan. We've also done uh, Super Mario 3. Also awesome 90s game. Yes. So Mario was king, is king, um, our lord and savior of 90s video games. Technically not a 90s game just because it came out in 1988. But Super since, Mario 3? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but Super Mario World um, came out as a pack, as a pack-in game with the the Super Nintendo in, um, in 1990. Um, re- released in... America on August 13th, 1991. So that's like, that was almost, that was 19 years ago. That was not 19 years ago, Brennan. That was 29 years ago. We are old. We are very old. <laughs> that was 29 years ago. I, I'm bad at math. I'm sorry. Um. So, Brennan, give, I normally do the synopses, but I also like watching you flounder about sometimes. And since this is a video game and it's a lot harder to mess up, we're going to let you do it today. So why don't you give us a brief description of what Super Mario World is all about? Well, Super Mario World starts out on Yoshi's Island and Mario is... Going to save the princess? Uh, it, it's a it's an age old tale already. By this is the fourth Mario game that's ever came out, and most of the games, well, besides two, revolve around you going to save the princess who's in another castle. Um, and along the way, you meet a new friend named Yoshi. Um, and Yoshi's also been like trapped in like eggs, and <laughs> and I think maybe. I think Bowser put him in eggs, and you have to go save Yoshi and his and his 
friends, his other Yoshis. Did Bowser trap him in the eggs? I mean, isn't that just what happens when you're born? No. If you, like, listen, if you, in the very beginning of Super Mario World, there, you... You hit a little, like, one of those... Remember those info boxes in yeah. the levels? And yeah, it tells I don't you, ever like, hit those anymore, but I know them. But, like, if you hit... I think when you actually pop Yoshi out for the first time, he, like, has this big, like, word box. Like, yeah. That, and it says, like, I'm Yoshi, and I'm trapped in my eggs. Like, and, oh, really? And my friends are around the, around the world are also trapped. Can you, like, help save us? Something oh, like that. Okay, so you're that's tra- not verbatim. <laughs> so you're helping Yoshi, and you're trying to save the princess exactly okay yeah it's complicated twisted love tale with deception deceit backstabbery and 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 adultery yeah i think the greatest thing about mario games even to this day is that there's still not that much of a back i mean there's not much of a backstory to it and basically the premise of all mario games are saving the princess i think i don't know if that's the best thing one of the best things about it but i think it's a it's a statement that while a, an awesome video game story is a boon to the video game's pa- like to- total uh, encompassing likability score or whatever, it's not really vital to enjoying yourself. What's vital is the gameplay. Absolutely, and Super Mario World just does that tenfold. It I mean it really built upon the success of Mario Three with the overworld and w- went to a more robust overworld one overworld that's all connected um in mario and super mario 3 you go from world one to world two to world three and it's you know they're all different places you can't go back to them um amazing overworld you're right super mario world is just amazing i love it so much it's so pretty and intricate and uh we'll talk about the secret stars later but they create little warps so you can get here and there you can go back to certain levels and get power-ups or what have you it was just so well done and really a format that many many video games would follow thereafter yeah absolutely and yeah i think that's a pretty i bet that might be my best synopsis ever i mean that's a low bar but i think it (laughs) might be uh so listen brennan said this was a game that came with your super nintendo at least typically so i thought it'd be fun if we both shared our stories of when we first got our super nintendo and super and super mario and i'm gonna go first because i know brennan's is a little atypical so christmas 1991 a few months after this bad boy came out i had had the privilege of playing it a couple times because my neighbor brett dewitt who lived across the street had rented a super nintendo a couple of times because in those days you could rent it from your local blockbuster or whatever and once you you rent it and you bring it home and i remember he rented pilot wings and he rented final fantasy 2 and obviously we played super mario world a little bit not as much actually though i didn't play it but a couple of times and then also in those days there were there was these cool like in-store abilities like if you go to like a video game store in those days there was like a, a Super Nintendo that was kind of like built into the wall and it had these little controllers that were kind of fixed onto it that you could go and take turns playing but they were timed you would usually only get like 3 to 5 minutes and then the sucker would reset I'm not sure how they did that but anyway Christmas morning 1991 me and my sister get up and our big fun present at the end of the morning and I couldn't tell you anything else we got that day because it didn't matter was a super nintendo that came and it was like a a special edition package that came with both super mario world and street fighter 2 
and we went nuts. And I we did the Street Fighter 2 podcast, and I brought this up a little bit, that it was one of the first times that I, I really remember kind of bonding with my older sister. To say that we weren't close is a little bit of an understatement. She was seven years older than me, and she was a girl, and I was the bratty, annoying little brother. You know, we just, we, we were never that close. We didn't have anything in common. But Christmas morning, Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, and Street Fighter 2 was something we enjoyed together forever. Absolutely. Um, that's that's a good story. Yeah, um, and uh, we obviously built our library from there. But I'll never forget the first two we got, Super Mario World and Street Fighter 2. And actually, we played Street Fighter 2 first, oddly enough. And I remember she picked E-Honda, and she's really never played with anyone else ever since. <laughs> Why would you? You, yeah. could just, you could just flame the million... The million hand march or whatever. And you also could do that hawk e thing. So. That's, yeah. Um, but I don't remember. Was Super Nintendo, were two controllers packed in? Yeah, it came with two controllers. Or at least mine did. That's awesome. Man, they just really, they really did it, did video game systems well back in the day. Like, now you, like, buy a system and, like, you, you get a controller and you don't get a game. And you got to, like, you also, now you got to, like, subscribe to, like, their online thing for, like, 10 bucks a month and then you got to buy a $50 game and if you want to play with friends at on your couch you got to buy another controller you're like in like $400 deep. Yeah, it was so simple in those days and the Super Nintendo cartridges held up so well, so much better than like discs over yeah. time. And like the everyone knows the story about regular Nintendo like NES cartridges were just kind of shit yeah. and they would always go bad and get viruses and be hard to use. Super Nintendo I I don't know, ever remember having any significant problems with my whole life. Do you have a do you have your Super Nintendo still, or is it a different I, one? I had it up until I moved to California about seven years ago. I decided it was time to downsize, and I have a modded Xbox now with like every Super Nintendo game on it already. Mm -hmm. So it just felt a little redundant. So I gave it to Goodwill in hopes that some needy kid might get it. I know that's not what happened. Some you know jerk rich collector probably came and got it and sold it, but in my mind, some needy kid had a chance to get it, and that was better than nothing. That's not. That's that's a, that's nice and. You yeah, know, I didn't, nice of you. I didn't um, need it. You know what I mean? I, I had all the games already. Let somebody else enjoy it. But you have one now. I don't have a Super Nintendo now. You don't have a Super Nintendo No, I just play Super Nintendo games on my modded Xbox. Okay. It has every game ever, so I don't... I, it's, like I said, it's just unnecessary. Right. Um, so I have two Super Nintendo stories, um, and then we'll talk about our impressions of Super Mario World. Uh, my first story, I think I've told this story before, um, I was late to the Super Nintendo game. It came out in 1991. And my parents were like, you already have a Nintendo. Like, why do you need a Super Nintendo? You know, parents <laughs> Cause just... Because it's super. Because parents just don't understand. And so I I didn't get one until like 1995, 1996, like right before like the Nintendo 64 was announced. And and so it was already cheap. And But this was, this was already back when you... Um, they didn't have you could buy like a package but they didn't we didn't get a package we just bought it by itself and i think i bought super mario rpg with it and um some other game i don't remember but i was late to the super nintendo game i always had to go to my friend's house my rich friend's house and like play their super nintendo and like play super mario world but like it was one of those systems that was just like kind of like i like held on a pinnacle because like i Pedestal pedestal thank you because i i couldn't get it and i was just, i was stuck playing my nintendo so you didn't really grow up playing super mario world like 
the rest of us. Well, I had friends that had a Super That's Nintendo. That's not the same, and you know it. But I played it all the time. That was back in the day when, like, if you had a friend that had a Super Nintendo, you would just, like, have sleepovers, and you'd say, hey, bring your Super Nintendo over. I get that you played it, but you didn't own it, so you didn't get to master it. I owned it, and I mastered it. What, in 1996? In 1995? Okay, well, shit, we were 11 by then. Well, I know, but I still play video games now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Hang on, I want to keep taking pot shots. Just kidding, keep going. And then... The so s- when did you get it? You get, it, got, it came with Super Mario RPG. When did you get Super Mario World? I have no idea. Well, was it shortly thereafter? Probably. Okay, so... I might have actually got it. I might have got, a, it might have got Super Mario RPG and Super Mario Brothers. So you or got, Super Mario World. You got your Super Mario later in life. Yes. And you were a born-again Mario fan. No, I had a Nintendo. I had Super Mario 3. I had that when it first came out. My parents just didn't buy me the system right when it came out. I had to wait. But they bought it in like the... You know what was weird is that they did get it for me like in the fall. Like I remember getting it like in September of 1995. So you didn't even get... Was that your birth? No, it was on birthday. birthday. My dad... We like went to like Target and my dad like... Said, hey, let's get a Super Nintendo. It was on sale or something? Yeah. Well, bargain buyer. I mean, now now that I'm older, I wait. I usually wait a year before game, before I buy a game because it goes down like 50% in price. Yeah. And there's so many good titles now that I don't feel like I'm missing anything. You know what I mean? It's it's fine to be a year behind because mm-hmm. I can fill it with other stuff. Absolutely. Um, but back then, that sucks. <laughs> that's true. So, second time I got Super Nintendo... Um, Abby, my wife, uh, she, at the time my girlfriend, she bought me a Super Nintendo for uh, my birthday. And she got, um, she bought me Super Mario Kart and this Tetris Dr. Mario, like, um, combined game where you could, like, play, like, it was like, I forgot what it was called, but it's like, it's like a Tetris challenge. Tetris Attack, isn't it? No, that's a Tetris Attack. It was like this weird, like, two in one. Two in, it wasn't a two in one game. Like, that had, like, you played Tetris and then you'd play. Dr. Mario, and then you'd play Super Tetris. Real quick, Dr. Mario is so much more fun than Tetris. Yes. And it was one of the reasons I could beat her, because she wasn't good at Dr. Mario. Oh, I'm not good at Tetris. Um, But anyways, I, so she got me that, and then I went to like my local like mom-and-pop video game store that sold used games, and I got Super, Super Mario World. That's a and, really good gift from Abby. Abby's always been a keeper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so your first impressions, your impressions are a little different than mine. It was beautiful. I remember turning it on and thinking, you know, we were used to Nintendo games, NES games, and looking at the Super Mario graphics, Super Mario World graphics, it was gorgeous. I couldn't believe the fluidity of Mario, um, the way you could control him so precisely, the way you could bounce off of enemies for super jumps, hold down the run button, and um, create fun maneuvers just with the mechanics of jumping up and down, I know Mario is a platformer, but it's so much more because you're integrating with the the enemies on the stage, and you've got these different abilities and special jump ups. And I was always very good at video games, and this game was, in my opinion, just the right amount of difficulty for a launch game. It w- certainly wasn't a hard game. But it certainly wasn't easy at levels either. You had to work at it. You had to practice. You had to learn the secrets or where the power-ups were in that level or, you know, the right jumping maneuver or whatever. And I've always thought that the combination of fun and skill that some of these earlier games took was just right. And I've, I've groused to Brennan 
recently about how I think Super Mario Odyssey is just like way too easy. It's not hard enough. And I, and I get why gaming goes that way, but I don't, you know, I'm a grumpy old curmudgeon now and I don't like that. I like just a little bit of difficulty and the sound, you know, I sang the, the sound earlier. It's, it was just fun to listen to. Yeah, I could listen to it all day. Sometimes when I'm in a bad day at work, I'll go to YouTube and I'll just play it, you know, just to put me in kind of a more upbeat mood. So incredible bonding experience. Everyone in my family was kind of uh, bewitched by the graphics and the gameplay. And it provided hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of fun for me and my family over the years and still does. I can still pick up this game and enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, for, I mean, being the first Super Nintendo game, it's definitely one of the most prettiest, even through the entire life, life of the Super Nintendo. And it was just so cool to be playing as Mario in this 16-bit world. And, you know, back in the 90s, like, everything was built up. Everything, there was this whole, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't. And, like, now you're playing with power. Like, it, like there was, like, this, there was these two groups of people at odds. There was a Sega and there was Nintendo. And as a Nintendo kid, I, like, I just, I wanted Super Mario World so badly. And... It was so I was so probably disappointed every Christmas when I didn't get oh. <laughs> a uh, Super Nintendo. Little kid Brennan, like they're like, "Oh, did you have a good Christmas?" And you're like, "I guess." And you go up to your room and weep. I got Battle Toads. Yeah, but nothing to play it on. On my on my NES. Oh, on your NES. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Toads uh, is an okay game. But yeah, no, I mean, I just remember the commercials and like seeing this Mario and his the colors were just so bright like yeah i mean it's like super mario 3 very pretty i mean very pretty game for the time but like super mario world they just used they used a new you know they used those extra eight bits of you know that made Goodness. all had all these new colors mario looked like an actual like he looked like a cartoon more than like just a like a little i don't know it, it, he just looked he just more bright and the, yeah, everything was just so much more colorful and and it was just a fun game to play. I remember going over to my friend's house and we would just like we would play two player and you would just like go back and forth and just go through that game as much as you know all night. Like on sleepovers, we'd play that game probably to like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, those were some good times. So uh, so some in game stuff. Um, what's something that. Well, I want to talk about Mario specifically. You know, Mario, you go through the lineage and he used to be able to like jump on things. Then you could get like a firepower, right? Mm -hmm. And then in part two, you could, you know, pick things up and throw them at people, which was kind of cool. You could catch those eggs from Birdo and like throw them at people. And there was those POWs that you could use. And then in part three, they introduced all these cool new suits you could wear, which was super fun. Like the Tanuki and the hammer. And we've been through this. Um, the raccoon, the frog. And then in this one, the regular Mario, like your default Mario, was actually really agile. There was this cool spin jump you could do. You could jump very high, if, even if you were small or, or large. And then obviously it still had firepower, which was more or less the same. And then they added this cape. And I, I don't know if it had there was a special term for it, but the Mario cape in Super Mario World was a way for you to fly um and it was also it also added new moves that you could do like you could kind of like 
float a little bit if you held the one button you could float instead of fall and then you could like do this little spin move where your cape would twirl around and you could kill enemies without having to jump on them so the mechanics of it was just very smooth i thought uh the cape was a, a nice addition i would say that all things being equal i prefer the variability of super mario 3's different suits that there's a lot of options going on with tanuki frog hammer all that stuff and in this one it's just the cape but you didn't need it because the gameplay was so great anyway. You know, Super Mario 3's gameplay is, is amazing, but Super Mario World really did take it to the next level, a level I didn't even know existed at the time. Yeah, um, the cape was, I mean, it was originally supposed to be the um, the raccoon suit, but then they switched to a cape for, uh, there's, there's reason behind it, but I'm not sure why they did it. Um, That's interesting, because I, I thought the same thing at the time. I was like, why didn't they just keep raccoon Mario? I... You know what's weird is that I don't think the the raccoon suit has ever came back into a Mario game. It's also um, weird that to, if you're gonna choose a flying animal, you choose a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Um, but like the cape never makes another appearance in Super Mario sixty four. It's the wings. So like it's oh, all yeah. their all their flying suits changed throughout all their games. Um, yeah. Um, you know what I was going to bring up? You you said that this was the fourth title in the series, and I would I'd remind you of some of the Game Boy games. Oh. Uh, for Super Mario Land was actually a pretty fun game on Game Boy. I'm talking about, yeah, when I'm think, thinking Mario, I'm thinking console. I get it, but uh, while we're talking about capes and whatnot, what I always thought was super cool about Super Mario Land is that on the flying levels you had like a little plane, mm. and in the water levels you had a little submarine. Yeah. Which was way more fun than swimming around as Mario, I gotta say. Yeah. I, I think they really did that right. Interesting little tidbit about that. Um, in the original Mario, when you went up into the sky, uh, Miyamoto wanted to have that be like a flying level and have you be in a ship, like in a flying ship, and have it be like a side-scrolling like shooter, but they they just couldn't do it in time. Oh, you're talking um, about Super Mario World now? No, Super Mario, the original. The original original. So, you know, like when you go up in the sky, like you're supposed to be like flying. Oh. like it, But then they cut that out of the game because it... Um, took up too much space and like they didn't have enough time hmm. anyways um back to mario world uh yoshi yoshi can't do it yoshi yoshi i don't yeah they introduced yoshi which was awesome yoshi's like a green horse excuse me dinosaur that you ride sort of like a horse like you uh he's got this really cool long tongue he can eat shit um <laughs> Some of it you spit. Some of it you spit back. Some of it you just swallow for like coins or points. Like there's all these berries around the level you can swallow, or you could swallow enemies. And some of the enemies you like hold in your mouth, and then you spit them back out, which is a really cool mechanic. Like turtle shells, you could spit them back out and create a turtle shell to kill things. There's other things that when you spit out, it like turns into fire. Red shells. Yeah, red shells. And so there was that was really fun. And then like the blue shells, if you ate those, you you could like flutter. Like, Yoshi would grow wings and you'd flutter. Oh, yeah. And there was also some, like, special power-ups in certain parts of level that were specifically Yoshi wings. So you had to be on Yoshi, then you'd pick up Yoshi wings, and it would take you to this this cloud level in the sky, kind of like what you were just talking about. Yeah. And it was always some really quick little coin opportunity where you'd... You, it was essentially a, a shortcut out of the level, is yeah. really what it was. Uh, what about the rainbow shell? What did that do? Or did that make you fly? The rainbow shell did them all. You could, like, stomp. You could flutter. If you spit it out, it turned into fire. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Yoshi was really cool. He just, 
he added a like he made Mario be able to get places that you couldn't get before. Um, you could jump really high, jump really high. And you could you, you could, could jump off of him, kind of like a pilot shooting out of their jet after they get torpedoed, right? Right. So you could you could shoot up and out of him and ditch him it, and to get help get up high. And when you were and when you were on Yoshi, if you got hit by an enemy, you would just jump off Yoshi and you wouldn't lose like you yeah. wouldn't like you wouldn't lose your firepower or your cape. It was like an extra layer of protection. Yeah. Um and then Yo and what was cool about that too is you didn't necessarily lose Yoshi. He just takes off running. So assuming he doesn't run off a cliff, you could go retrieve him. Yeah, and and you could also walk on spikes. Could you? Yes. Okay. Which is something I didn't learn until a lot later in life. <laughs> um, but Yoshi was a yeah he was amazing. Uh, um, the worlds so like Mario three um, Super Mario World there's worlds you start in Yoshi's Island and then you go to like another then you go to the actual I guess Mushroom Kingdom as they probably call it um, and the worlds were they were very. They were very diverse. They were very different than um, than Super Mario Three. Um, first one was very basic. It taught you to introduce you to, like basically all the mechanics, all the different kind of worlds you'd see. There was ghost houses now that had that had ghosts. Um, and I remember, that... I remember this one time I was playing it with my sister's boyfriend, and they were like sixteen at the time, and I was like nine, and I was showing him Super Mario World because he didn't have it, and. Uh, we got to the ghost level and it was on the over map, right? Mm -hmm. And he and we're like, "Well, go to the go fight the ghost level." And he, I can't. The ghost, like he thought he was gonna die on the over map because it had the little ghost that's flying. <laughs> and he's like, "No, he'll get me." And we're like, "No, just go, Troy. Like, just go." And he's like, "I, I don't want to die. It won't be my turn anymore." And I was like, "God damn it, Troy, just go. <laughs> <laughs> he's not gonna hurt you." Um, yeah, and so they entered it. Like they had they had mid level castles. They had end level castles. Um, in um, world castles but yeah there was just so much more diversity to the levels in super mario world and all the different lands within the world were very you had the cave land you had chocolate land you had um what else was there like the lost woods was a, a the lost woods was such a fun th there was a there was a couple that were kind of inconsequential that we don't really need to go through but there was the cave world, mm -hmm. the forest, like you said, chocolate land, and then Bowser's land, obviously, then a couple that, that weren't as themed. Yeah. I would say that Super Mario 3 did a really good job of creating a, a, a solid theme for all their worlds, maybe even a little better than this one. Yeah. But this one's level design were so diverse that it didn't really matter. Yeah, there was the levels were just a lot more, I would say they are more intricate. They were just... They, they were. were, yeah, they were, and it became progressively harder as you went through the game, much like Mario Three. But like, it was, it started easy, and then it just eventually gets harder and harder and harder until you get to, um, to the final. I mean, to Bowser's world. Um, yeah, like that. Let's talk real quick about that. The the Lost Woods or the Secret Forest World or wherever. That that's my my personal favorite little section of the game because like every single level within it has like two different endings and that was something that was completely new to mario games which was so cool is you could find different ways to beat the same level and depending on how you beat it it would create a different path to some other level so it's not like it was inconsequential how you beat it it did matter if you beat a level in type a or type b it would create two different sections of path for you to follow and explore which 
like the first time you're playing it through was so cool. You're like, holy shit, I just beat this in a secret level and it just took me to the secret place. And now there's this new level. I found a secret. Yeah. And if you're dumb like me, you just, you've like, you've, you're like, how do I get to this other part of the forest? And you're like, I don't get it. And then you realize that you have to go through an, one of the previous levels that you've already beaten to go a different way in the... I think it took all of us a little bit of learning curve to figure that out. And there were certainly some that you needed help to get. I remember having to get the help of friends or... There was this one older kid in my neighborhood um, who who just knew all of these things. And he was like my last resort. His, my, Brett DeWitt's older brother, Jordan. Oh. Actually, rest in peace. I just found out Jordan passed away. Well, he was a really nice guy. And he would help me play Super Mario World a lot. And he was a really cool guy. And I always looked up to him. So rest in peace, buddy. Yeah, it. I mean, the the worlds were just. Yeah, they were they were magical. They were magical and um, super fun, super diverse, and it was kind of one of those games like on the playground. You and your buddies would have to share secrets because yeah. there was just a lot going on, and it was damn near impossible to know everything at the time, absent internet and absent the full cheat walkthrough. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Which I never had, and I'm proud to say I never owned. Inter- internet just yeah didn't exist. To the level that we needed, you know, this stuff. It wasn't until like 1998 that you could actually start getting on the internet and read like how to get through stuff. Yeah, but but that didn't matter. We enjoyed it just as right. just the same. Um, so one of the coolest worlds, what in my opinion, was this whole secret hidden world that I didn't even know about. Probably my first two playthroughs, and that's the secret star world. Do you remember this? I do remember it, yeah. So there was five separate levels that had a very special exit. And if you were lucky enough or bright enough to have solved one of those five, you got access to this little star road. Were they all in the different worlds? Like, was there yeah. one in one yeah. world? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they were set across the map, loosely in the figuration of a star. Not exactly, but loosely. Mm -hmm. And if you beat one of those secret endings on one of those tough levels, you got to go on Star Road, which took you to this other place where there were multicolored Yoshis aplenty. Um, It was a, a separate little world just shaped like a star, and there was only five levels. And each level had a special colored Yoshi in it. And they were really fun, interesting you know, unique levels, like the kind of levels that Super Mario Maker 2 is filled with and littered with nowadays. Like it looked like somebody just went through and tried to create as fun of a level as they could. And that's what these were like. And then if you beat all of those and beat the fifth one in a super secret special way, you got to go to like, I don't even remember what it was called. It was like Star Planet or Super Secret Star Planet or something like that. Do you remember this? I don't. I mean, I, this is something I never. I don't think I ever did. Wow, I pity you. Uh, and you bringing it up makes me want to just go grab my Super Nintendo uh, Classic from my my lake cabin and do it now. I wish you would just would have just brought it here. I, today. I don't know why. Well, I left it at the cabin, and I'm. I feel well. Somebody's got to go to the cabin to get my tennis shoes anyway. <laughs> so anyway, true. for those that those that didn't listen to our last episode, I broke my femur recently at Brennan's lake cabin. And everyone had to, like, rush to the hospital afterwards. Somehow my tennis shoes got lost in the mix. I've been wearing my 80-year-old father-in-law's, like, Velcro shoes since then, which he was kind enough to loan me, and I'm not teasing. But I do miss my own shoes. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, I I listened to another podcast that was talking about this, this place, and I was like, man, I remember going to the star part of it, and I have vague recollections of getting to, like, the, the, uh, the next spot, but I think that was, like, 
on one of my friends' saves, like in, right. on on their Super Nintendo. Like I don't think I actually did it myself. Okay, well I certainly did, and let me tell you, if you figured out how to get to it, first of all, it was a lot easier if you had found all the blocks. The red block and the blue block, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. But if you'd found all the blocks, it was a lot easier to find the special key to go into the super secret star land or whatever. But let me tell you, there was I think there was six or eight levels in Super Secret Star World, and I can't remember what it's called. They were so hard. They were they were the hardest levels in the game. Particularly this uh, we'll get to it later, but very, very difficult. But if you were a Mario craftsman enough to defeat all of them, you got this really cool bonus and that's if you defeated all of them you got to run through this big like kind of star lettering that the game put in that said like thank you for playing you are a super player or something like that all spelled out in coins you collect those then you go to the end and then you'd sort of wake up right at the very beginning of the next world and the seasons have changed it has gone from spring into fall and the whole colors of all of the game have gone into fall colors, all like browns and oranges. And different enemies in the game have changed. Like, oh, some of them start work. Some of them look different now. And there, I can't remember a specific example, except that like there's like some sort of bird that changes into a crow forever. So like there are enemies that get replaced by new enemies that are more or less the same, but it looks different. And it was just, it was pretty. It was like, whoa! I totally just like. I totally just did something really cool. I remember thinking that. So it's like Game Plus. It's like you open up a Game Plus. Like... Well, it's your current save file, though. Oh, okay. So all of the levels you defeated are still defeated. You can go back to them and replay them with these changes. But the rest of the world is all of the all of the changes have been implemented, and you have to beat the rest of the game with those changes now. And you can't go back. Once oh. you're in Fall World, you're in Fall World. That's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you never saw this. I, I'm, I feel so... I feel ashamed of myself. I don't even know why we let you speak on this podcast. <laughs> He's never even found Fall Mario World. I, I'm sure the Listen, people that are listening to this are... They're all shaking their l- head and judging you. Learning about this for the first time, too. Yeah. Please, if you're listening to this podcast, send us an email and tell, telling me how much I missed out on my childhood yes. for not making it to the Fall World and Mario World. Or sympathize with Brennan and admit you've never found it either and you just found out and now you got to go do it. <laughs> um, so we... So beating the game. So you, like, you've, you've, what did you want to? Well, I just want to talk about the, the bosses. Every world had a Koopaline. Right. Which, again, Koopalines, I think, are so cool. I love mini bosses. I, a lot of modern Mario games, you're fighting versions of Bowser. Sort right. Of whenever there is a boss. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's bad, necessarily, but I prefer the Koopalines. I prefer Super Nintendo and Super Mario World in that, at the end of every world, there's a Koopaline that has uh, a difference about them. Right. There's something different about them than Bowser. They're smaller, but they've got their little powers, and they're like his little... There's kids, and there's little minions, and I think there's like six boys and a girl. Like Wendy, Lemmy, Ludwig Vaughn, right. Roy. So they were all in Super... Not they, they weren't all, but they, they were also in Super Mario 3, correct? The seven Koopalines in, in Super Mario 3 are the same seven in Super Mario World, but they, they're they not the same sequentially, but it's the same seven. Okay, gotcha. And, and but they, but yeah, they have all different mechanics. And now that you're saying this, before we started the show, he's like, do you remember the bosses? I'm like, I don't really remember the bosses that well. But now that you bring it up, I do remember the bosses. Yeah, well, there was like some of them that would, um, they would, there was three or four different patterns that they all had. And the coolest ones, at least I thought, were the ones that you were, uh, there was all these, like, um, pipes, 
like you know green uh, pipes where you you go down and they would like kind of come up from the different pipes yeah 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 and you'd have to stomp on them but they also had dummies that they like fake versions of themselves so like three different lemmies would pop up mm-hmm. and you'd have to hit the right one and at the same time those little like fireballs are like bouncing around the level and you got to duck and dodge those um, and there were others that would try and like jump over your head and slide at you like a turtle shell sort of. And, and there's another that escaped. Oh, they'd shoot fireballs at you. So there's a few different archetypes of how they would how they would behave, but all a little different and all very rewarding when you beat them because so they were challenging. Yeah, and they weren't all like they weren't all of them weren't just having to hit them, bop them on the head three times. Most well, of them were actually okay. They were, but there was the one I remember, and I guess we were kind of getting to this like favorite favorite bosses is the one where you it's like a it, it's like a platform in lava and it like kind of tilts left and right yeah that's one of the first first or second ones and if you if you start throwing your fireballs at him while the thing is tipped in the right direction you can knock him into the lava yeah you don't have to bop him on the head yeah i just remember it being a lot they were just a lot more difficult and it wasn't just i mean there was a little bit more mechanics there than just you know bopping them on the head um but beating bowser he, he so Bowser in this iteration of Mario, uh, he had a he had this like um it's like a clown a clown plane, like, yeah, a, almost like a little hovercraft. Yeah, and I don't remember like what I don't remember that beating him at the end that that well. I just remember that was one phase of him. Bowser's no joke. The Bowser Castle is really dark and creepy and cool, and it's a little bit of a maze like the final Bowser Castle is in a lot of Mario games. You have to go just the right way, and there's a bunch of pitfalls and traps, and you can get turned around. Oh my god, talking about this game has made me want to play it so bad. Um, but when you get to the end of the level and you get to fight Bowser, he's in this clown thing, and he has like a series, like a lot of final bosses, like King Croc in Donkey Kong Country. He's got like sort of a series of moves you have to go through. And then at the end of every move that you duck or dodge or whatever, he would spit out these little mechanic, oh yeah, these little, little mechanic goombas, these little like wind up looking goomba things. Mm-hmm. And your job was to disable them and then pick them up and toss them up and hit him on the head with one of them. And you had to do that so many times before you died. And I remember he would drop bowling balls on you and he would spit fire at you. And then he would he would like fly across the sky and drop all these little bombs and you have to duck them and dodge. And it was. It was cool. It was a cool ending. It was a cool final boss. It was more difficult and more challenging than the pre the prior parts of the game, but it was also the same kinds of mechanics and the same thing in line with what you had been doing. Right. And so how, how Mario three, you had to like it was just like you get into this room and he just like basically does this ground pound and you have to make him fall through the floor. Right. Did they do that in this one too? No. Okay. No. Your only goal was to hit hit him. Hit him enough times on the head with these mechanic couplings that you have to toss up into the sky and time it just right because he's always fluttering around, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I'm a very casual gamer, but have been for a really long time, and for whatever reason, games to me like I never really, I I would finish them, I'd beat them once, and then I would never revisit them. That and, is such a sad thing to and, say. And since I've and since I've become older, I've gone back and played these games, but I've never played them enough to like go through and finish the game again. I, I, I'm at a loss of words. But isn't it kind of cool? Because like now I can go do that. I guess, but I mean, now you're 35 and you've got twins. I mean, I, feel I can like... do. I can. I can relive it with my children. Well, I guess that is cool. But I'm saying that you missed out on many years of joy. 
That's true. I mean, yeah. I, I did get a Super Nintendo later in life, and... Um, yeah, I just I just feel bad. I just want to kind of give you a hug right now. You don't need to give me a hug. Maybe maybe after the show we can have a hug. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, um, defeating Bowser was really cool, um, really rewarding. And then the ending isn't... Well, since we're talking about beating Bowser, let's talk about the ending real quick. The ending's cute. It's not all that elaborate. You sort of... Uh, you and Princess and Luigi and all the Yoshis and all their little babies march back through all of the land, back to Yoshi's Island, back to the beginning, and you see how all of the land is free from Bowser's reign of terror and happy and bright and everything's fun and everyone's happy that you killed Bowser. Yep. And that's, that's it. it. And that's it. You just kind of walk back. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's the game. So let's let's talk about a little more, <laughs> a little more intricate inside of the game so do you have some favorite levels or bosses that you remember well i i can't say i have like any like nothing's really striking me like my favorite like level uh bosses i i think i mentioned that i really enjoyed the the different couplings that like had different mechanics um specifically the lava one where you have to knock them off the edge and it wasn't based on like just hitting them three times um but you know the, I think some of my favorite things about this game were the 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 new things that it introduced. Like I remember being in castles and like you could you could climb on the the chain link, and oh. then you could like, and then like on the chain link there'd be like a little square, like a little, and you could hit it and it would take you on the other side. Yeah. And I just remember being blown away by seeing that. Like oh that is so, that is so cool. That's so in depth. Yeah, and like. Um, I really enjoyed the castle levels. They were a lot more intricate and, um, they, they weren't so difficult, but they were, they were bright and they were this really, um, they're really fun to play and, um, ghost houses, like they were, um, they were really cool too. Like those introducing, introducing the new level of like a ghost house to Super Mario World was this, it added just more to the story and made you know it just gave new mechanics and like playing like and it always in like in those ghost houses you would like i'm a little bit of a wimp <laughs> but like they would kind of scare me like <laughs> <laughs> you and my sister's boyfriend troy <laughs> so i was gonna bring up the ghost houses too fighting the big boo was always a lot of fun i thought the big boo was just this one giant ghost and i remember the first ghost house in world two there's a secret big boo, and that's the first secret star road entrance. Um, and you you would get those little blue blocks that had like kind of a time limit, and you would toss them up and hit them in the head, and then he would chase after you, and you'd have to duck and hide and shit, and then you'd have to hit him with more blocks. The big boos were always fun bosses to me. Um, a couple other levels I specifically remember. There was um, the ghost ship which is the entrance to Bowser's lair. Mm. It's like the final level after the chocolate land before Bowser's level. It's it's like uh it's like a little like kind of skull looking Bowser thing in the middle of the ocean surrounded by little tiny bone islands and you go in it and it's a it's a haunted ghost ship and it's a really fun level with hundreds and hundreds of ghosts that you have to try and evade while you, you know, navigate through the level. That level's really fun. There's a there's a secret level beneath one of the bridges right before you get to the forest 
there's so there's there's a few bridges before the forest level and one of them has a really super secret ending where you have to um you have to jump off of yoshi at just the right time and jump over the finishing line to a second finishing line that's hidden behind it oh wow and then you go down towards the ocean and it's like uh i can't remember the name of the enemy but it's it's an underwater level and it's one of the hardest levels in the game and it's sort of like these big I, oh i think it's called torpedo ted they're these long black torpedoes that this little like white hand keeps coming out of little holes in level and throwing them at you hmm. and he's faster and bigger than you would think he's a lot he's like it's sort of like bullet bills except they're much bigger and more fluid in the water and they kind of heat seek at you a little bit oh yeah it's a very difficult level but it's super fun and involved um, obviously, and then the 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 star the star road levels, which were also very difficult. I'm gonna bring up right now um, one in particular. I think it's level two in the super secret star road. I want to all the levels were called like gnarly, bodacious, you know, righteous. They all had like stupid like Bill and Ted words as their name. Yeah, but there's one. Well, do you remember the power up that was like it made you float? It made you look like chubby. And f- and you would float around. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You would you would like you would blow up into like you'd, a like a balloon. Yeah, you'd blow up like a balloon and you could float. Well, there was I think it was level two on the super secret star road where the whole level is you floating through the level and there's those jerk dick baseball player guys on all of these blocks situated throughout the level throwing baseballs and kicking fo- oh. and kicking footballs and shit at you. It is so hard. And not only that, but you don't stay blown up the whole level. You have to find more blow-up power-ups as the level goes on because those are all timed, you know? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the level, I think you've had to have successfully gotten like four of them. And it is so tricky. There's this one part that is so hard because the, the little fucker is kicking footballs at you in every which direction. And you've got to get underneath of him somehow get his power up and then collect it before your time limit runs out and you are always just like right about to die. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that level I remember being very difficult but really fun and challenging. Um, honestly, because I've played it so much and because I feel like I'm pretty good at it, the more challenging levels are now my favorite levels because I just think that they're a little more interesting. I will say one slight critique I would have on Super Mario World is the cape and its ability to go forever. You, if you, once you learn how to fly with the cape, you can literally fly through the whole level a lot of times. Yeah, you just go, yeah, you just go up and down, right? Exactly. You, f- you figure out like the rhythm of it and you can fly through the whole damn level. And it's sort of like having a P Wing, I guess, yeah. in Super Mario 3, except that you can get it almost whenever you want. And as long as it's not a cave level, you can do it. Well, some levels, some levels are just are darkness above the screen. So you can fly above the screen, but you can't see anything. And some levels have an excess of sky above the screen. So if you fly up above the level, the camera follows you, and suddenly you're just flying through the clouds free and easy. The levels where you couldn't do that and you were just up sort of in darkness were better, in my opinion, because you were sort of forced to come back down and deal with the obstacles. Right. Um, Another thing I'll mention, um, some other things that I liked about Mario was the ability to... You could... In other, in the Mario Three, gave you the ability to like grab shells and like throw them at people. In Mario World, you could grab a shell and you could throw it. You you could throw it straight up. Yeah. And it and it gave you the ability to get to different parts of the level, get the different finishes of the levels. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And you can, if you watch, I mean, Super Mario World or has been a, a game that's been emulated. 
um, there's been a there's a big community th- that emulates Super Mario games and makes like these super super hard levels. Um, and yeah, you were talking about Super Mario Maker two the other day, and Brennan described it as you can make like Super Mario three levels, Super Mario World levels, and and regular Super Mario levels. Correct. You can do Super Mario uh, three World and then New Super Mario Brother levels. Oh, New Super Mario. Brothers. And you can like switch them between like if you're making a a Super Mario level and you're like, oh, what would this look like as a Super Mario World level? You could uh, you you can just switch it on the fly. So I I gotta admit I hadn't hadn't had I hadn't had much interest in Super Mario Maker two until you explained that to me that you can play different worlds of all of the different Mario games and that there's this amazing online community who are building all these super fun levels and you guys have probably seen some of them online because they can get like crazy right? Yeah, they're re- like some of them are just like. Some of them are stupid hard, where you you die immediately when you get on screen. Yeah, yeah that's just trolling. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, find there's it. like a. I mean, the thing about creating a level is that you have to be able to beat the level to to, to post it online. I get that there's a way to do it, but to me, to me, that's like a Rubik's cube. Oh yeah, there's like. I mean, there are people who have all these techniques that you can you can like throw a, a shell, jump on it catch a shell again and do that again like that's how like intricate yeah. some of these like yeah, puzzles I've seen are those. They're, they're just they're a bit too much they're a bit too far on the spectrum for me but if you want to dial back that spectrum just a little bit some of the just fun difficult levels that some of the mario lovers around the globe have created i mean what a cool concept let your fans create all of these fun levels for your fans yeah mario just man that whole that whole franchise just really knows what they're doing yeah um it's so funny how easy it is to make a mario level now because i read this um so you have super mario maker 2 right yes and you've made levels for i super haven't mario made War. i haven't made i haven't made levels yet but oh. i haven't played it enough yet but okay well when you do i'd be interested but i was gonna say um there's probably people screaming at the the at their phones or their whatever they're listening to right now they're like brennan earlier you said that this takes place in the mushroom kingdom and i'm i need to tell you that i'm wrong <laughs> the plot of this game is after saving the Mushroom Kingdom in Super Mario 3, brothers Mario and Luigi decide to go on a holiday to a place called Dinosaur Land. And that's where they're at. Dinosaur Land. Did you know that? I didn't. And let me just say, if you've been screaming at the podcast this whole time over that, like, you guys, you need to talk to your therapist and get on, a, like, a pill. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not something to scream I don't over. think anybody's really doing that, but I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, it makes sense because there are all those cool dinosaurs in That's true. in this version of the game. Um, the bad. Let's talk about the bad guys a little bit. Well, I didn't write this on the show sheet, but the diversity in bad guys in Super Mario World is great. Yeah. The different types of well, we said dinosaurs and birds and bullet bills and bob bombs mm-hmm. and the the different fish in the different levels, um, bats. Help me out here. Uh, well, like caterpillars. You, you, cat, oh my gosh, we you have like your least favorite bosses. I hated those things. You hated the caterpillars. Yeah, because you could jump on them and then they get angry. Yeah, and then you couldn't kill them again. You yeah, had to you have a Yoshi. You needed Yoshi to kill them. Yeah. Um, and you had to suck them. You had to. <laughs> you had to suck them. You had to suck them. <laughs> that would well, it would make them less mad. <laughs> um, but I hated those things. I really did not like the. The sport theme guys, yeah, um, the football players and the baseball, the baseball player. players, yeah. yeah, they were okay. I mean, they were fine, but you had to like hit them multiple times. Yeah, they were, and it, and Yoshi couldn't. Yeah, well, you could stomp on them. You could but stomp he couldn't them. Eat them. You couldn't suck them. You couldn't suck them off. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that. Oh, gosh. So anyway, you could. Uh, 
What what other bad guys were there? Like, I, I mean, mean the, you mentioned the booze. They weren't new, but like they were really. Um... Oh, so remember, I was trying to figure out some of the differences when it goes to fall land. So instead of shooting like bullet bills, I'm pretty sure they shoot like these black crows at you. Okay, I think that's one of the differences. Um, there was um, early on in the game, there the like, I, I guess they weren't new. They must have been in Mario Three, like the the moles. Well, the were yeah, the, the moles. Yeah, there was like big moles and little moles. And uh, obviously turtles, and a lot of jumping, a lot of cool like windmill type platforms that would spin around, and you'd have to hang on. And when they had Koopa Troopas, but they had the the ones that could fly, like, yeah, up and down or left and right. And the diversity in their shells, um, shell colors. Yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, there was a ton of new types of bosses. I mean, the bosses, but yeah, uh, enemies. Oh, you were talking about um, mini castles and the bosses. Do you remember those like four like little rhino dudes that would shoot flames at you? Yes. For some reason, I remember his name. I think it was like Resnor. Res uh, Resnor. It is. And funny story is that it's actually named after Trent Resnor. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that. In in the in the um the 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 American version, like or in the English. Yeah, it was. Um, what else was there? There was a lot. There was a really d- diverse, like the the amount of bad guys in this in Mario World was all this so much more than previous games. Yeah, and they, um, but and they all worked well together. It never fell out of place. The one thing I will say that was always very strange to me it was how the Goombas in Super Mario World looked completely different than the Goombas. From other, from any previous Mario game or any Mario game to come after that, they were little like they were little round. The the Goombas were like little round guys. They didn't look like Goombas anymore. They um, and I'll show Adam a picture so he knows what I'm talking about. I'm, but you know what I'm talking about. That's a Goomba. Oh yeah, those things. Yeah, they weren't in it all that much. I remember the, there was some flying Goombas in a few levels. But they were just totally different. Um, I mean. I don't know that they're all that different. They they look similarly. I remember you could like uh, throw them around. You could mm-hmm. like bop them and throw them every which way, which was fun. Um, and Lakitu, Lakitu, Lakitu. Sorry, yeah, Lakitu would throw them. Every um, way, and you could kill. In this version, you could kill Lakitu. You could kill Lakitu and steal his cloud. Yeah, which was really really cool. That was so cool when I figured that out. And. Um, we we mentioned this before, but there was all these like hidden keyholes mm-hmm. that opened oh, up yeah. secret levels. And the, yeah, I remember when you open up a, a keyhole and it would get like all it big would go, and then suck you in. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. you could do stuff when when it was doing that. Like if you were Yoshi and you had something in your mouth, you could spit something out during that. It would go and you go and like spit out right as it was finishing. Um, so we can talk about those the the, the blocks. So in every level, you could um unlock a different color block and when you go to like a level that you know these blocks weren't in every enabled world you could, in every world sorry almost every world and so you would you could go find you could go find a place to turn on the blocks and then if you turn those blocks on you could get to like a secret area if or you, you could, guys remember the very very beginning of the game if you went left there was like the yellow block switch mm-hmm and the yellow block was the basic easy block that everybody found. But there was like three more after that. It was like red, blue, and green, right? Right. So there's three more special little secret blocks that you could uncover. And if you knew where those were and you could and you could get all of them and switch them all on, it made the game a lot easier because there was a lot more places to stand and step. It would block some of the thwomps 
from from squishing you in places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the green ones gave you uh, feathers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and and the yellow ones gave you mushrooms. Interesting. Um, so, but um, what I was gonna say about that is it, it is it opened like in these different colored blocks would be like in past levels that you'd already beaten, and so it would give you the ability to go back to them and replay them to see if there was like, hey, I need to go get that secret. Um, cause like, and you have this mentioned here is like, um, the stars, like getting all the stars, um, or not stars, but, um, the, uh, you well, getting all 96 stars. Oh yeah. No. So there was a count, a count, a count of how many levels you beat on your save file at the beginning. And if you got, if you got to 96, you would get a little star next to it. Right. Um, and so the 96, like represent the the total number number of finishes in the game mm-hmm. and so and i've read this thing about how people were so confused because they're like they thought it represented a percentage and so people would get to like 96 and they'd be like how do i get to 100 yeah that is kind of but it only goes to 96 it only goes to 96 so that that fellow that i just mentioned jordan dewey who unfortunately passed away he was kind enough to help me get to 96 and i was at like I was probably at like 89 or so, mm-hmm. and that was as far as I, and I didn't know where the rest of the secrets were. And he came over and he babysat me one day, and he was like, you know, 17, 18. And he helped me get to 96, and I thought it was just the coolest shit in the world. And he said, okay, you see that little star? That means you're done. You finished it. So I never had that particular confusion thanks to this older brother of my friend. Yeah. He was really a cool guy. I'm really bummed that he passed away. Man, I, that, that's, yeah, that's very lame. He was really a cool guy. And you know how, like, when you're a kid older kids usually treat you like you're stupid and like mm-hmm. you're lo- you're boring you're kind of an annoyance to them he was never like that he was such a cool older kid yeah i had a neighbor in st louis this is not in the 90s but uh uh when we lived in st louis this older guy older kid he would come over and he would show me how to play um super mario brothers and like how to beat it he like he showed me how to beat it once and i was just like oh my gosh weren't those That's kids so, so cool. cool and he'd show me the warps and everything i was just like i've never played a, a i've never played a traditional game of of uh mario brothers because of it super like, mario 3 no super mario oh yeah like just because like i can i can get to world 8 like in two minutes yeah. um but uh let's talk about the people about let's talk about killing yoshi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you could do this thing right where you could ditch yoshi like i said earlier you sort of like eject it's sort of like a sea eject and you shoot way up and there are parts in the game where, like, if you're on Yoshi and you're falling down a cliff and you've got the reflexes to get it done, you would press that button and you would, you would ditch Yoshi and he would go down the cliff and you would shoot yourself back up and save yourself. And I remember being a little kid and playing with, like, these other nerdy kids that would get legit mad at me for doing that. <laughs> like, legit upset that I had the nerve to kill Yoshi. And I always thought they were such little wimps. I was like, guys, it's a game you can get yoshi again they're like yoshi's your friend how could you do that if you're gonna die you should go with him he doesn't really die he just goes back in another egg well let's just say i wasn't good friends with these kids they were just kids that i would happen to be playing with randomly and i don't like them and i mean here it is 30 years later and i'm teasing them on my podcast <laughs> there's this really funny video i don't think i maybe you've shared it with you i before. think i showed it to you <laughs> maybe you showed it to me but they're like it's like the super mario song and it like they actually have lyrics to it and it's like mario and yoshi like going around killing all the bad guys and then like 
Mario jumps off Yoshi and drops Yoshi into a pit, and then it like there's a slow mo where Mario turns back. Mario like does like, like a somersault and he flips <laughs> off Yoshi, <laughs> and then it like turns to like rap music as yeah. Yoshi's like dying. Yeah. Oh no, it's great! And my buddy Kip shared that with me, and I thought it was like the funniest thing ever. Um, I think we talked about this. We you've beat it a lot. I've I've probably only beat it once. Um, Dude, I've probably gotten ninety six stars twenty five times. Oh my gosh, that's like. That's crazy. I think I think it is one of the most replayable games ever. I think that that's true. It's definitely it holds up today easily. Um, I think I probably would have beat the game as much, not as much as you. You're much superior to me in video games. But had I gotten a Super Nintendo in the early '90s when it came out, there wasn't like I wouldn't have had a ton of games, and so I probably would have played this game. A shit ton. I had a ton of games, and most of them aren't as good as this one. And uh, that's on our show sheet here. It's unusual to me that the launch game, which came out in like 1990, 1990, was developed in like probably 89 and 90. Yeah. And for as long and successful as the Super Nintendo run was, it's interesting to me that perhaps the launch game is the best, most universally well-received game ever for the whole system. I mean, it's like, it's like peaking... To me, it's like you peaked at the beginning. Right. And I know there are some people that will debate Ocarina of Time and Super Metroid, and I'll listen to those debates because those are two pretty kick-ass games. But I don't know anybody that probably wouldn't put it in their top five. Did you say Ocarina of Time? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, a link, link to the Past. Link to the Past, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, not only is it the probably easily the best platformer on this Nintendo Super Nintendo best platformer ever best video. I mean it's on it's in people's like when I don't hold much to people who do top 10 lists all the time like when you do top 10 lists of all time of video games and this game repeatedly repeatedly is still on in the top 10 30 years later 30 years later like it it definitely holds up and it's definitely one of the best games um I think it holds up more so to nowadays i mean to like replayability now than super mario 3 does so gun to your head you have to rank the top three mario games of all time and if you don't i shoot you in the head oh my gosh this is very it's very it got very dark very dark yeah so gun to your head you have to name three no ties no bullshit okay one through three give it to me like or three three two one give it to me world 64 three was that one, two, three? Yeah. So Super Mario World is your all-time favorite. Yeah. I mean, I I literally can go. I just <laughs> shot him in the head. I, I literally can go. I can go back and play this game and like find secrets in it that I've never done. Like, and there's levels in it that I have never replayed since the big since I since I beat it. I've been and, like, sitting around in a bed with a broken leg doing nothing for three and a half weeks. I can't believe you didn't bring your Super Nintendo it's over. at my late cabin. Your man. late cabin's 45 minutes away. I've been here for three weeks. You could go get it. We could fucking beat it. You could, you want to stay the night and stay up till 4 a.m.? No, I have to go run a marathon this weekend. Sorry. I hate you. <laughs> well, and for whatever stupid reason, they haven't released it on the on the Switch yet. It'll come. I know. They know what they're doing. They're building anticipation. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've also bought this game probably th- four different times on the Wii. on the uh, Not on the Wii U, but like on the... Yeah, definitely on the Wii. I have a Super Nintendo Classic. Bought it there. Um, and now that you bring it up, now we talk about packing games, and I realize that this game... I did get this game when I got my Super Nintendo. I got Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. 
Oh, okay. And it so that came with all the original Mario games, Mario Lost Levels, Mario Two, um, Mario Three, and Super Mario World. That was a really great little bundle. Um, I, I, I never had to have it because I already had all of those already. Right. But I had friends who had that, and I thought, well, that's nice to bundle them all together. But like that. in the bundle, I mean, it wasn't just bundled; they were all like remastered to sixteen-bit graphics. Yeah. That I don't know why, but that never mattered to me. Okay. It it, it was just like, playing like Super Mario Three in the in the the remaster with the sixteen-bit graphics makes it look like. Yeah, I should check that out. Ten it's times it's on my modded Xbox. I just never think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever think about it. And I think they've only ever re-released those games. One, like I think they've only re-released that once on like um, cartridge. So I, I really do go back and forth with Super Mario World and Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, I think they're just so they're so different. You love. I mean, you're a completionist in of these games, and so. Which one's more difficult to complete? I think Super Mario 64 is probably a little more difficult. Okay. Getting the 120 stars, learning where all of those were, especially, again, doing this before internet, folks. Getting the getting each of them done before internet. Super Mario, I mean, they're both great. Like Which one's more fun to complete to 100%? God, you know, it's such a... It's like saying, you know, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? It's like, there's so many that are great. I thought you were going to ask me if I... Which, Who's your favorite child? It's no. It's almost like <laughs> well, I don't have children. So I think about that, but it, it's almost it's almost like what mood I'm in that day. You know what I mean? I think it's really difficult to go back and play. Not difficult, but I don't think Mario sixty four holds up as well as um, World. I think there you're onto something a little bit. I think Mario sixty four takes a little more investment to figure out all the jumping and and getting the lay of the land and there's some there's some really difficult stars in super mario 64 so if you just try and pick up and play it can probably get a little frustrating yeah i'm to the point on both of those games where i'm tech i'm frankly just so good at them that i i'm over that hump as it doesn't matter to me humble brag humble brag so i'm i'm really good at both and i love them both i don't know i i you didn't put a gun to my head so i get to be wishy-washy what's your favorite non-world or three what's okay what's our favorite non like of those of our favorites what's your favorite like most recently like have you played any mario games that like i would probably say the one on the switch you like so you like odyssey you just don't like how easy it is yeah well i guess no i liked odyssey i liked how it looked okay i liked how it played i thought the mechanics were cool i thought the level designs were really cool um i thought bowser was cool there was a lot to like about it. it i just wish it was First of all, I thought there was way too many stars. Like yeah. there was levels of like 60, 80 stars, and I was like, "You guys, well, are... some of the stars are just in the middle of the level." Yeah, there's like laying around. I was like, "Oh, there's one. Oh, hey, let's go to the store. You can buy one at the store." I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like the dying, the, how the dying worked. And so oh, you just Odyssey. lose ten coins. Like you lose ten coins, didn't matter at yeah. all. They make games. I mean, I was, I actually thought about this earlier. What happened? What happened when you, um. Completely died in Mario World. Well, there was a halfway point. There was like a little halfway finishing line that you could cross. So if you were lucky enough to cross that, you would start at the halfway point. Otherwise, you start back at the beginning, buddy. A beginning of a level. Yep. Like each world had a different halfway point. Every level had a different halfway point. And every world had, you know, six to eight levels. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't... I really... I I really like Mario uh, um, Sunshine. Was I really... Really? It's a, you never hear that take. It's a it's a take that people are started to really come back to because it was 
kind of got sh- shit on when it first came out. Because it's not fun. It's so slow and boring. Yeah, but it was like Mario 64, but it was like, it had, it was much better graphics. It was tedious, though. I don't know. It, it's a fun, it, there's... There were fun levels. There's fun levels. There's fun stars um, or moves I've, or whatever they were. There is not a Mario game that I've ever played that I, like, didn't not like. Like, I like Galaxy. Like... I couldn't get into the mechanics of it. I probably would like it if I played it with a regular controller. But I don't know that you can. And you may have to use that stupid nunchuck. I, no, you can... I think you can play with a... I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but I, I like the, the the new Super Mario Brothers um, that came out on the Wii um like the side the new side scrolling mario games like they are a lot of fun i've played them on the 3ds like the uh mario super i'll give you i'll give you an off take and i've talked about this on our super mario 64 podcast but the super mario 64 remake for the for the ds the ds which had 30 more stars and you could play as like wario and yoshi that was so fun it was such a fun little game i i've only played that a couple times um it was really well done yeah it mean is it the best game on the Super Nintendo? Probably. Probably, in my opinion, yeah. I would. I well, I've, pl- I've certainly played it a lot more than some of those others. Right. I mean, I like. I guess my Super Mario Brothers, I mean Super Mario World, was for like my favorite is Link to the Past, um, because I've I've beat that game like ten at least ten plus times, and you know, and I've done that game to hundred percent completion as well. Um, so like. It, I mean, yeah, yeah, and I we'll mean, and we'll do that game eventually. It's I mean it's my it's my child's namesake. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. But you know, we're splitting hairs now. They're all so great. You know what I mean? They're all great. I mean, any most Nintendo games that are made and developed by Nintendo usually are pretty good. Yeah, like especially back in the day. Well, anything else you want to say about Mario? Things you like, things you hate, things you love, things you miss. Yeah, is there anything in? I mean, there's a lot of things we probably missed in Mario in Mario World. But I mean, I would just tell our listeners like, hey. If you've never played through it, through it, or if you've never played it, um, I, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're my mom, and you, you know, you know. Hi, maybe. Judy. Hello. Um, maybe you're Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's uh, uh, Adam's uh, stepdad. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't played it, go find a way to play it. It's you, there's multiple ways to play it. You can get a Super Nintendo Classic. You can. Get it on an emulator. If you haven't um, gotten to 96 stars, I challenge you. It's really fun. And try not to use the internet. Like, only use it as an absolute last resort. You start using it, it's not fun. It's the difference between following a GPS and having your own adventure. I, I, that's a good analogy. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. Yeah, we love Super Mario World. And uh, we just want to thank all of you awesome fans for listening to yet another episode of Super 90s Bros. We're kicking ass these days. We're getting a lot of listeners and follows, and you guys can help us out by giving us a five-star review. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but for the person that gives us the 20th review, we will do any topic you want as long as it's 90s and not too obscure. Put it in the put it in the review. Like, hey, I'm your 20th review, and I would like you to do a show on uh, Link to the Past. Yeah, or whatever. Whatever your 90s request is, we will make it happen for lucky number 20. And um, other than that, I just want to say that uh, you guys can share us on social media, on Facebook. You could follow Brendan at, at BroPomode. You could follow me at, at Adam Pitzler. You can follow the show at Super 90s Brothers. You can email the show at Super90sBrothers at gmail.com. Yep. Um, 
How else, Brennan? Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. You can also find us on Instagram at the Super 90s Brothers. Um, you can message us there. I'm trying to be more active. It's difficult, but I, I'm going to try to start doing what's that. What's your Pornhub channel that you um, follow? I'm not sure. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at the Digital Craftsman. Um, so that's another place you could find me, and I you know, post a lot of stuff about my children on there. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we've covered pretty much all we can cover. I just want to say... The Super Mario World is kick-ass, and uh, go play it again. Yeah, and uh, I hope you've been enjoying the new sound, and I, uh, I I hope that we can continue as I hope we continue with this amazing quality and this relationship between us and you, the awesome listener. So for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another Yoshi riding enemy sucking episode of Super Nineties Bros. <laughs> <laughs>